strangers and employees of Jungle Karma Pizza, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. Whoop. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my favorite NB, Kennedy. Aw, hi. And today we have fan favorite returning guest, Wobbly Python. Welcome to the show. My favorite housemate. Actually, oh, yeah. that's up for debate. <laughs> it's true we have like a ranking and some gold stars and like i've been slacking yeah is there like a three-way tie gold stars that this no. week <laughs> i'm losing very hard <laughs> <laughs> look sometimes a guy's got to take a stand and that stand is for standing up while you're pooping because like you don't know who's been on a seat before you like it's it's, it's causing some problems that's uh, there's a little friction in the house and it might be my fault. I mean, fault. our bathroom is a United Nations um, <laughs> World Heritage site, and you're defiling it. We'll we'll prove that. We'll post that on the on the, on the timeline later. Follow the Twitter if you don't. I think I posted that on Twitter before, but honestly, I'll just post. I'll just take another picture and post it again because it's that yeah. funny. I'll pose with it. I'll wear my new shirt. Yeah. Wally, so, what have you been up to lately? We haven't uh, had you on the pod in about eight months. I yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I live with you, so I try not to like bust down your door all the time. Be like, oh, let me guest on your show. I love it. Uh, but I do. And <laughs> I want to all the time. Uh, but uh, I just got back uh, during the the like brief time where you know COVID was sort of not quite a crisis again yet. Uh, I just got back from a six thousand five hundred mile motorcycle ride across America. Uh, I went from Albuquerque. I saw Mount Rushmore. I saw. By the way, don't see Mount Rushmore. Go see Crazy Horse. It's way better. Uh, I saw like a fighting game tourney. I met Ty Tuesday, shook his hand. Like I saw the East Coast. Like I saw the Atlantic Ocean. So now I've seen both oceans from the back of a motorcycle. Like I've been doing some stuff. None of it has been making content. I'm very sorry, everybody. <laughs> but I'm back now. I'm doing podcasts. Your podcast well, the, specifically. The content <laughs> is just the posts you made along the way, really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel like. I feel like I'm at the start of some sort of J.R.R. Tolkien novel, but like with less weird elf stuff. <laughs> <laughs> more weird elf stuff. <laughs> oh. Depends on what kind of weird elf stuff, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Is there a hotline? Can I get a hotline for some weird elf stuff? I'll pay. <laughs> uh, well, there's no weird elf stuff this season. You missed uh, Mystic Force, but uh, we're in Jungle Fury right now. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's raging. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so we just got off a uh, season review for this season, and we we had we talked about it for three hours. I, you're seeing the edit. If you're hearing it already, we've already heard it. It's chopped down. It's an edited version for sure. Uh, but we went on for about three hours about Jungle Fury, and we liked it a lot for different reasons. And, you know, we landed on different scores at the end of the day. But all in all, we still agreed it's a great really good season. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have seen three episodes, which we're going to talk about today, is my understanding for the podcast, unless things are about to take a really wild turn. Uh, and I like it. I think it's a great. Like, like at first, I was like, no, nah, I don't know about like this particular theme. And by the end, I was like, yeah, more effects, please. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to watch some Kamen Rider now after seeing this. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this season is pretty awesome with its uh, martial arts. I loved it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I got to get this out of the way. Because we have listeners that will pay attention to the details. 
I'll be good. Um, I know uh, people I... have literally signed up and messaged me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I was Just on, I me. took notes and I did not. Well, no, I think it was two times ago. Uh, I took notes and I think that was like the most prepared I was. I really liked it because I could go like scene by scene. I didn't take notes this time. Yeah, I'm a misremembered bunch of stuff. <laughs> Buckle up, <laughs> notes givers. I want to no, see those no, corrections. No, that's not that's not the issue. I Please. changed the timeline. <laughs> Oh, Again. I changed my mind, <laughs> oh. okay? Because uh, we uh, we said in the season review which episodes were our best and worst, but mm-hmm. we lied because we had a guest change. And because we had a guest change, we had the opportunity to change our mind about the best and worst, something that we Ooh. kind of sent in maybe like a little early and then had some other thoughts about. Rush your so, homework. We showed Wobbly bad to the bone. And folks, you're going to be happy for it because that episode's amazing. <laughs> Is that, the, that was the second one. Okay, I figured out the thing yeah, in my head yeah. just now. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> What a coincidence is it that uh, Wobbly is on for the Turbo Pizza episode and then is also on for the Jungle Karma equivalent on this one. Look, I am a simple talking cartoon snake on the internet, right? Like, I see pizza, I like pizza. Let's talk about some pizza. (laughs) Um, So that means that we did, uh, unfortunately, cut episode 12, One Master Too Many, it's a great episode, and uh, I'm sorry that this means that we did not really ever fully cover it as a show. But it is a really good episode. Thanks. Okay. Um. <laughs> Kennedy is just being Captain Kirk. That's all if, it is. If you tweet me at Wobbly Python enough, I will bother them into doing it, and I will show up again. So, like, <laughs> just don't worry. I'll, I'll be your voice in, in the home. <laughs> <laughs> viewers you are not powerless you can influence policy <laughs> we're gonna do some like once we finally get to the end of regular power rangers we have a lot of other content that we might do but one of the things that we will likely do is like a little bit of retrospective going back through certain seasons and either paying attention to certain episodes that we didn't give the attention to originally or watching episodes we never watched at all and so who knows maybe one master too many We'll come back in some form. You never know. But not today. Today we're going to talk about three episodes that we did watch uh, with Wobbly. Sigh of the Tiger being the first one. Episode three, we talked about in the best and worst how this had the typical problems that we've been having with a lot of Disney-era Power Rangers. Where the third episode wants to teach you some goofy lesson that just does not land. <laughs> like and it always focuses the on the Red Ranger. Yeah, always on the Red Ranger. We got through the intro, and now it's episode three. What are we going to do? Red Ranger needs to learn a goofy episode so that we're sure he's a good hero or whatever. Also, Zords. Zords. I like the lesson that this episode is going for, but like, I'll get on my soapbox later. Y'all can't stop that from happening. Well, I think Grab can because Grab edits. Grab can just like put it right here. Just like put a record scratch in and be like, well, oh, cut for time. I'm sorry. No morals. Yeah. This episode is not a zero, but we'll rate it at the end. Let's talk about what happens in it. Daishi is just like kind of getting started, training up. We don't get a lot of him this episode, which is another reason why it's not a great episode because nothing really exciting is going on with Daishi yet. So cooking up that flan recipe. Yeah, the evil flan. 
<laughs> <laughs> Making the giant microwave. Camille just has some like basic plans to mess with the Rangers with this bull monster or buffalo monster. Sorry, but he's kind of like a bull when he fights. He just kind of charges a lot with his horns, and that's kind of like the thing. But he's really strong about it. Like, that's the thing about Bull Rush, right? Like, if you do it well, right? Like, there is no response. Like, in a fight, you're not, like, waiting for permission to take a swing, you know? Like, you just get in there, you just mess the dude up. Like, I get it, I respect this technique. You you bull someone down with a a power move like that and they're not expecting it, I mean, that can win a fight. That's that's a real life lesson. Like, like, y'all ever see that scene in, like, every uh, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan movie, right? Where they're, like, squishing out the ankle in the dust, right? And they're, like, putting the backs of their palms, like, against each other, right? Like, what if just in that moment where they're settling in, like, one of them just punches the other in the mouth? Like, that'd be great, yeah! I'm faster than you and also meaner! <laughs> Here we go! Or just, just grab them by the waist and just <laughs> ran and throw gra- them at the ground. Just grab them by the waist. <laughs> Pull them close, lift oh. them up, and put Ooh. them back down with force. <laughs> Just grab them by the waist, pull them close, and do a kiss Zane them. Grab. I mean, wait, hold on. Flick <laughs> uh, <laughs> your helmets. It's very <laughs> sensual. So, Buffalord is our monster. And is, that that what Lord. is that what he's called? Buffalord? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The first fight with Buffalord, the Rangers kind of get owned. Wait, sorry, no. Before they fight Buffalord, they just fight Camille because she's robbing like a bank or stealing jewels or something like that. I, I remember now because it's kind of like that one season where they were always doing that. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, uh, they fight Camille and Camille kicks the Red Rangers' ass and is like, I thought that they sent a pro to be the Red Ranger, not a scrub or some shit like that, and just walks away. And the Red Ranger is so humiliated, he can't even stand up. Oh it's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I love it's it. It's very funny. It's, it's, like it's, the, one... it's the best scene in this whole episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty excellent. It's one of those, like, I could have done this at any time, but no, I just schooled you. But also, Camille's a badass. Like, she powers up into her full mode and just wrecks. Oh, yeah. So good. And also, I didn't know about the worst character in the series uh, yet. Like, they they haven't appeared in this episode yet somehow, despite all of the screen time that Camille's getting. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, emotionally, you weren't devastated yet. Um, (laughs) So, Camille is like, all right, we're going to get Buffalord going back at base and all that. And is like figuring that out. But in the meantime, Casey's already feeling like, damn, I'm a shitty Red Ranger. I need more training. I am not up to speed, which makes sense because he was chosen at the last minute and was under trained compared to the other two. And it's a whole thing. So he has this, you know, deserved feeling of like, I'm not really pulling my weight and I'm supposed to be the leader of the team supposedly he's like RJ can you please teach me to be stronger give me extra training anything and RJ's like okay we'll put in some extra hours but you have to do whatever I say and whatever he says is some very weak ass ripped off Mr. Miyagi shit gotta rub my shoulders fix a chair wash a floor do a quick dance Swing your partner round and round, do si do, clap your hands three times, all that stuff. Do a flip! 
Casey gets progressively more and more upset and agitated that, you know, basically his master's having him do slave labor. And it's like really fucked up. It's one of those things that's like the the exploitation is so apparent, like on the onset, like you just get the vibe from RJ that he's going to be an exploitative asshole even before the words come out of his mouth. Yeah. By the time the lesson, quote unquote, lands, it just doesn't feel as good because of all that. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's way too long. I think, Wobbly, you really pointed out well while we were watching it that, like, this was a training montage that took an entire episode. Oh, it's a episode. boring training montage, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not, like, there's no laser nunchucks or, you know, like, flame-throwing fist daggers or, like, anything but cool But even like without that. that, honestly, cut this all... Imagine Casey goes to RJ says, RJ, I really need extra training. RJ says, okay, but it's going to be whatever I say. You can't question it. Yeah. And Casey gets to the end of that or get, you know, is like, okay, I'll do it. And it takes 90 seconds and it's 90 seconds of Casey doing all these weird tasks and obviously looking frustrated, but it's just a montage. And then at the end of it, Casey's like, what the hell, RJ? You've been supposed to be teaching me stuff. You haven't been teaching me anything. And then they get into that little fight where RJ's like, ah, see, you caught my punch using the screwdriver technique. And all of that took two minutes. And then the rest of the episode was something else. It wouldn't be that offensive. Like, you're, you're right. But like, there is a part. So I, I do illustration a lot. Right. And I have you know taught myself how to learn. And one of the things that you have to do is like repetition. And it's so hard to like look at a specific task and be like, I need to do this repeatedly. Like I have so much respect for the fighting game community now. Right. And like the way that they lab their moves and stuff and in, in for like FGC and just like, it's so difficult to focus on that task and do it again and again to better yourself. Having some secondary means by which you are conveying the training to yourself is fantastic. And this is exactly why when I'm trying to help people illustrate, I tell them get a pad of sticky notes, draw every dumb thought that comes into your head. Right. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to make a finished work every time. I'm trying to get you to put marks on a page because otherwise you're going to futz about and like try to be perfect and it's going to distract you from the actual lesson, which is you just got to do it, my dude. So like I get the lesson this episode is trying to convey, but they never say the thing I just said. And if you want to hear it again, because it's straight up a very good lesson, if you're trying to teach yourself anything you can just rewind the episode. Please listen to it again. Like, comment, subscribe. Give us a five stars on Apple <laughs> iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they don't convey the lesson well, oh. and it just takes forever. So it's just really frustrating. Anyway, we've really covered most of what happens in this episode, unfortunately, by just recapping this. That's, again, the problem is, like, this should have been, like, a 90-second training montage, like the Nunchucks montage that was great. From oh, the God. last episode, oh. they know how to do this. They yeah, literally but... just did this. <laughs> yeah, and also, sorry to like skip over a large part of the plot, but it's it's really a means to an end, right? Because you've already seen this trope time and time again in, in American pop culture. Another issue I have with it, too, is that like one of those tasks was straight up just exploitative on nature. Oh, yeah, yes. straight up, like sabotage but, himself. The, the, the shoulder massage. Oh, I just like shoulder yeah. massages. Yeah. Yeah. Like it couldn't have just been like, oh, I was training your grip. 
Right? Like, come on. You he know, couldn't like, even he couldn't even like uh do like a jokey answer. It was yeah. just like, ah, oh, just I like shoulder massages and that yeah, that's was, the joke. Was, but he could have yeah. been like, Oh, you were training to do the Vulcan nerve pinch. You have or to feel your like opponent's that. energy coursing through their body with every blow. Like something so like that. Could have been like, you you were learning the uh, the weak points of the spirit animals on enemy spirit animals. He could have just be like, been really? like really. He'd be like really, and then uh, RJ would be like no, and then it cuts to black Power Angels Jungle Fury. He could have even like, just been like that's for you to figure out on your own, and our, and the guy could have just been like, oh yeah yeah that's so deep, and RJ's just like shoulder massage like opens up a notebook and just got shoulder massages with like a check mark from like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> also, what makes this worse? is that RJ sets the stakes way too high because the other two rangers have to go off and fight Buffalord for like the third time or whatever and no. they're like and and they're like Casey are you coming and RJ's like no Casey can't leave with y'all and Casey's like what if they get destroyed and RJ's just like then they'll be destroyed and it's just like what the fuck why are we setting the stakes so high over this this is stupid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do that a lot in this series, they, though, because they, they have, do that in, in one of our favorites, too. They have a, an episode It's a little more deserved in the favorite, but they, uh, here it just felt unnecessary. And they have yeah. an episode where RJ and Casey have this, like, really good mentor moment that comes later that just makes episode us 12. all the more frustrating. Yeah. It, no, it that's is... not the one with the, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the one with the basketball after RJ becomes a ranger. Oh yeah, that also is really good. Yeah, put it to you, boy. Put it to you straight here. Like RJ needed like three ego checks to fully overcome this in the season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's how oh, that's how bad many. this episode was. No, because he had yeah. the master fant one. Yeah. He had the 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 dealing with his father's death one, and and like just a bunch of them. Yeah, it's it's multiple times that they have to to, to check to check uh, RJ. So <laughs> I, I feel I feel like at some point, right? Somebody would just be like, "I need an adult," and RJ would just be like, "I'm an adult," and then sit down and watch, like eat some popcorn. <laughs> That's too his far vibe off. early on. Yeah. <laughs> so all of what we described is already bad. Mm -hmm. But what's terrible is there's two more horrible things about this episode. First of all, they treat Fran badly. Oh, like, super really badly. badly. I commented oh, yeah. on it, like, blind. Yeah. I was just like, wow, when does Fran get to be a ranger? Like, I want to see this turned around. Yeah. Uh, Author's like, note, it never happens. No, but you do get some partial vindication, which we'll talk about soon. <laughs> But yeah, like Fran is treated really, really badly until the very end of the episode, which is like mm. the only moment when they slightly redeem it. Um, yes. And that's just unfortunate on so many levels. Uh, we talked about that a lot in the season review, how that really drags down the beginning of the season and that the season improves yes. a lot when they start treating Fran like a fellow member of the cooperative that matters. You know, it doesn't... It shouldn't have no to be a stakes. ranger. They still need her. There's no stakes in withholding the information either. Like, like people are going to target Fran no anyway because, like, y'all clearly just work together She's, and where it's targeted in the intro before this even happens. Oh, they should have told it from the beginning. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. See, like, like this person's already been targeted and they have no idea why. Like, come on. 
<laughs> they they want a like a plot thing to happen also, here. Also, they and don't adequately explain how she doesn't realize Casey is a ranger when he yells Fran and then morphs into a ranger more or less in front of her <laughs> in the intro <laughs> when she's under attack. But she's just like, maybe I was confused back there or something. I don't remember. I, wait, wait, wait. It's not enough that they lie to this person. They gaslight them too? Like, yeah, basically. No. Yeah. Secret identity. Oh. <laughs> So, I mean, where, where are we at on, like, the plot? Like, can we just do the end of this episode? Because, like, I really yeah, didn't. no, there's like, not much else to I, say. I get this for, episode, but I don't like for, it. Sorry, one more completely horrible okay. thing that happens okay. in this episode is that when the Megazord fight happens and you're hoping oh, that this will just be kind of fun and they'll fight Giant Buffalo Lord, talk about uh, this fly creature, Flit, that, again, if you've listened to the season review, you already know all about this. If you've listened to the intro, you already kind of maybe slightly no. split <laughs> uh, comes out and a uh, wrestling match narrates the megazord fight and ruins what would have already been a kind of bad megazord fight i i want to i want to stop this podcast for one moment and derail it into another podcast this is wobbly python wants to talk about weird anime that they liked as a kid y'all watch metabots because i immediately went here with this metabots yeah so now we're talking about metabots uh mr referee right I want an I want a season of Power Rangers just for me where like the Rangers have been selected to like appear on like a game show intergalactically, right? Where the villain of the week is actually a game show host that is showing up and just like putting them through rigorous physical challenges, right? And like that referee bit can come back. And that's the guy who's screwing with them for the whole season, right? And they have to defeat the show. Like that would make this this bit is good. This bit is great. Actually, like I, you can make a whole season out of this, but the way that they did it and the character chose, no, <laughs> don't do it. Stop, stop. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I, I right. was not like no. it, it's it was never good from the jump. Um, it no. does get better as time goes on because Flit takes on a more passive role, but the beginning Yay. of the show is marred by heavy flit uh commentary over the, over zord fights now i will say making the cute mascot for the show be one of the bad guys that's a bold choice and i would like to see that revisited but not done like dog shit cool thanks let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what if orko was a bad boy huh uh... So I next episode. <laughs> the next episode is episode fifteen. Bad to the bone. Yeah. And we really had to debate about the best episodes a bit, but ultimately this episode was so much fun and so also vindicating for Fran. <laughs> I mean, we've we've contradicted our own canon episode here. Episode for Lily, and. Yeah. Uh, it was just an episode that all around was very likable. So we had to we had to contradict the canon and include it. Sure. First of all, this one <laughs> this one kicks off with Daishi being badass. Daishi is like he's fighting minions and stuff and he's so powerful now he just destroys them. Carnosaur and Jellica come in and Daishi is like 
Y'all are supposed to train me to be strong as hell. I'm not strong enough to defeat the Rangers. What's wrong with you two? And they're like, hey, you can't talk to us like that. And they fight for a minute. And Daishi, like, kind of schools them a little. And then they're like, wait, actually, Daishi is right. Uh, Oops. <laughs> we, we do need more power. And this begins the start of uh, bringing back Grizaka, the third overlord. That, uh, Zaccato! Yeah. Like, the real more is better kind of ethos to this whole thing, because I noticed this with the, uh, the Zords as well, right? Where it's like, all right, we got one. That's pretty good. What if we stuck three together? All right. Ah, throw a shark on there. Boom, we got four of them now. Yeah! <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's a bit much. They do now, it with the villains. I think the villains, it, it works out very well, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. We yeah. got the two rare, masters. The rare times that it works for this season. Yeah. There's, there's no, like, too many cooks concepts to this, right? Like, this, 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 uh, this goulash, right? It's gonna be bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just keep adding rangers and villains. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this dicey soup gonna whoop some serious ass once we get a third <laughs> in here. Damn! <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, uh... So they're, they start debating about whether or not they should bring back Grizaka because apparently Daishi never trusted Grizaka even back during the war. And Grizaka blamed Daishi for losing the war. So there's some bad blood there. Um, even if Grizaka was like one of his generals back in the day. <laughs> um, bad blood song. <laughs> Sorry. In the meantime, Camille's like, listen, I got this monster. His name's Hamhawk. And uh, we're going to send him out. Um, the Rangers are uh, working at the pizza shop. Theo and Casey are kind of being like dudes rock energy <laughs> and just being jerks about stuff. Oh, they're being the like, biggest assholes. Like, every time they're questioned about it, they're just like, dudes rock. Chicks <laughs> live on Venus or something. I don't know. And then they peace out. And they... they they specifically so like one of them is like hey you guys could be like you know a little emotionally sensitive sometimes and they're basically both just like ah it's the lady's job because there's like one girl on the team who isn't Fran because Fran for some reason isn't a ranger and I will never forgive them for this really Fran would have made a cool ranger it would have been great yeah like even just like one episode where like Fran has to be the red ranger for like one app and like bail everybody else out that'd be so cool just to find out that like no actually our bumbling comic sidekick is uh more powerful than all of you uh on oopsie dipsies yeah. yeah, uh, this season is very dudes rock. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. there's four new rangers added to the roster, and all four of them are guys. Five, there was the five, five and it's all guys. Oh, yeah, you're right. Five, it is oh, all yeah. guys. Oh, <laughs> not like the <laughs> astral. There is the uh, astral plane, the ghost master. master. Yeah, but so that's they, like one yeah. out of like 13, organization yeah. 13 here. You know, I, I would claim, right, that, like, okay, maybe maybe this is, you know, a Power Rangers thing. Maybe they're just trying to be more, uh... Dang it, I forgot the word again. We covered it earlier. Japanese dude action show... Shonen, that's the one. Oh, Shonen, yes. Yeah, Toku special effects. Shonen is, like, the specific thing. For those of you out there Googling things right now, trying to understand what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, like, maybe, you know, like, oh, well, lady protagonists aren't popular in Shonen, except the other half of this episode, because this, this is, 
This is the one that I think it is, right? Yeah, this is all yeah. about Lily. Yeah, yeah. So the other half of this episode contradicts the idea that, like, you know, ladies and shonen stuff don't sell because even the main characters have to get their jaw off the floor at one point. Yeah. Oh, that is a sick jacket, I gotta say. Like, hmm. Pretty good. <laughs> We're getting to it. We're getting to it. I don't know. I just like leather jackets. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Fran's getting really annoyed, and Lily's kind of shrugging it off, but she's also like clearly like a little like this sucks. <laughs> Fran doesn't have kung fu powers, and therefore just has to take every piece of shit that gets put on her plate. It is the worst. Pretty much. I don't like it. Treat Fran and she better. She knows that they're the Rangers now, so it's like. They're kind of starting to reconcile that, but the dudes are still being a little bit rude about it. Casey goes on a delivery. He meets up with Hamhawk, and the Rangers go through a whole thing where they they figure out Casey's in trouble. They go help him. They zord up and they destroy Hamhawk, and that all happens in like the first seven minutes of the episode. Hamhawk <laughs> sucked. Hamhawk yeah. was such a weak villain too. Like so weak. Like, like, I mean, it's not even that they were, like, weak. Their martial arts thing was cool. They had, like, a multi-segment staff uh, that was appropriately themed. You know, it was just, like, I don't know, like, really a pig? Neat. Yeah, just a goofy pig monster who gets dunked instantly. It all feels appropriate. Yeah. Camille is, like, uh, maybe we can try Porcupungo, this porcupine monster, and it'll work better. And Daishi's, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, send it out. Go find Grizaka. And sends her off with one of these life-restoring bracelets to die. Um. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Grisaka going to wake up hunger and going to eat eat them. Yeah, Grisaka's going to eat the first person he sees. Yeah. Um. <laughs> why didn't they send? Why didn't they send Flip or Flick or whatever? Whatever they're terrible. They did send Flit. It's just they. Never mind. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't want to explain. I don't want to talk about this. Um, I don't want to talk about Flit any more than I have to. I just want to fantasize about Flit getting into, you know, like the the kitchen sink meat grinder thing, you know. So this is one of those situations where the easy win for the Rangers just kind of makes them be more jerkish when they get back. And they're just all like being even sassier to Fran before they head out to fight Porcupungo. Ah, sir. Um, they go out and fight Porcupungo. It doesn't go very well, and they come back, and they all have porcupine spines in them. Uh, the porcupine spines have toxic poison in them, so you need to get them out. Our yeah, it's very out dangerous poison. And uh, Lily's like, he's like, I think I got them all. And Lily's like, Yeah, you got them all. Leave me alone. And like, is unusually sassy about everything. And starts to like walk off, and RJ's like, "Ooh, okay. Uh, I guess let's all just get back to work at the pizza shop." And Lily's like, "Oh, tell me, telling me what to do? Are you? Nah, fuck that. Y'all can work the pizza shop. I'm out." And just takes off. <laughs> yeah, bails. Bails. Everybody gets back to work at the pizza shop for a little while, and just kind of is like, "Oh, that was pretty wild." RJ is having trouble with his whole. Wolf spirit being compromised after the fight with Daishi. He's like disappearing a lot and like turning into a wolf. So he's disappearing for some of this. 
But the rest of them go to work at the pizza shop, except also Lily, who also disappeared. But Lily comes back before long, and she's wearing a motorcycle jacket, riding in on a motorcycle. She's got great makeup. They keep illuminating her with, like, glow and making her hair blow and stuff. And, like, she just looks unbelievably cool and badass as she comes in. And uh, everybody's like, what the hell is going on? Is that Lily? What? Just, like, jaw on the fucking ground. Casey is, like... It's normally Theo, obviously, because, you know, they end up together at the end. We all know this if you've, you know, watched the whole season. But it's normally Theo's hot for Lily. But in this case, Casey is, like, down bad when he sees Lily in the leather jacket. Both of them immediately, like, they, they, they say something. I don't remember what the exchange is. But Lily's basically just like, yeah, well, how about you go die somewhere? Right? And they're just like, okay, yeah, miss, we're going to go die somewhere. Please okay, Right? And they bail. And Fran absolutely steps up to the plate after Lily does... Oh, God, we forgot we got the best bit, right? So, like, Lily kicks in the door before even making contact with the Rangers, just walks up to this random family at this Chuck E. Cheese-ass restaurant, grabs some random thing from the middle of the table, and just up turns it on the pizzas, like, yeah, I'll put hair on your chest, cowards! Like, it's it's hot chili pepper. As a New Mexican now. All over the pizza. As a New Mexican now, it will. (laughs) <laughs> that's when I my jaw dropped to the floor. That's I, when I was like, I'm in this. <laughs> I loved so, it. Such Lily a good takes scene. The table and it's just like, bring me some hot wigs. And Fran is like, okay. Fran has had enough of being pushed around around here and walks over and is like, um, listen, I'll bring you some hot wings. But not if your feet are on the fucking table. <laughs> it's just weird that that's the like line. Like I don't know, I don't understand that. But like, props to Fran for just being like, look, I take everybody else's shit. A line, in, a, a line in the sand. She's just yeah. saying, look, you might have pushed around the boys because you look hot as heck right now, but <laughs> I'm still. I'm, I'm tired of being pushed around by people around here, and I'm definitely not going to take it from you acting all weird like this. Fran goes, I ain't no simp. (laughs) The Rangers have to go back out and fight Porcupungo, except Lily doesn't want to go. She just wants to eat hot wings. And Fran is like, aren't you going to go help your friends? And Lily's like, nah. And they don't fight about it immediately, but you can tell Fran's very upset. So Fran Mm -hmm. comes back a minute later with the check. And Lily's like, where's my next order of hot wings? Having already eaten, like, a hundred hot wings. Pretty crazy stuff. The whole table um, is, like, a heap of bones like, and it looks like fury. They just ordered hot wings for everybody on set to eat that day, but we're like, you gotta put your bones in this pile that we're gonna film later. And Yo. it's literally like the whole cast ate these hot wings. That's how many bones it is. <laughs> we gotta remember that when we film our own toku show. All right, like we got it. Oh, thinking. Yeah, and this is how you budget when you're an indie producer. <laughs> Lunch, so, uh, that's a prop. Fran just brings out the check and is like, "No, no more hot wings. Mm. You need to get your act together. Your friends are out there being Power Rangers. What are you doing?" And there's this golden moment. And if they had done this, this episode would have been a twelve. My eyes were so. There's a this golden moment where Fran picks up the morpher and is like. I'll just be a Power Ranger then if you're going to be an asshole. 
fuck you. <laughs> and that would have been so good. That's when Fran and Lily start to wrestle all over the restaurant. It's so funny. I love it when Orko goes goes full Hulk. Like every every show, I don't care what it is. Like, oh man, like Pokemon did it. Pikachu's an absolute clown, but they got superpower or whatever. Like, come on, you can build an entire franchise on this. Just it is a fan servicey scene, but it's one of the rare instances where Power Rangers does fan service and doesn't take it too far and just kind of manages to make it kind of funny and light and like, you know, there's horny. 11 year old boys and girls that like girls and non-binary people that like girls watching this show and they want they want to see this <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, i gotta say right like like it's a little fan servicey but just to contextualize it for anybody who, who hasn't like watched the series and is just like getting it vicariously through us right uh call back to the one of the previous episodes i was in like uh, i think it was maldiva was the name right that Diva Tox. See, that's why my Google wasn't coming up with it. Yeah, Diva Tox. That episode was really fan servicey in like a way that is lascivious and kind of gross. It was right? a little <laughs> much. A, a lot <laughs> much. Like, like Grav and I had a moment of spiritual connection over how and, like, weird the Power that Rangers was. <laughs> have literally done shit where like they get the girls wet or think you know and like, yeah, they don't like oh it's clothing. the tub of pudding monster this week because the ratings are down. <laughs> they don't rip their clothing. They don't roll around in the mud. They just nice. they just have like a, a a little fight that's like scripted to be a little extra goofy but it's honestly like it's just kind of like a bar fight honestly it's It's really it's 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 a fun scene and finally (laughs) lily (laughs) and fran fall on the ground on top of each other and it pushes out the porcupine spike that was clearly making lily crazy if you couldn't figure that out um and and lily comes back to normal and goes, Fran, what are you doing on top of me? <laughs> <laughs> like, like of, of the things to take issue with, though, in that, like, you say pushes out the porcupine spike. Like, it almost kills a man on the other side of the meter. Like, it, like, embeds itself into a wooden boarhead. Like, <laughs> the whole family that got harassed earlier, which I don't know why they're still there. Like, I would have left after the service people didn't, like, immediately throw that that mad woman out, right? But, like, like it, like, just shoots to the wall. And, like, there's a scene where they're just like, oh god, we almost died. <laughs> but yeah, no, the other thing does happen too, and I guess it is a little bit weird the way they phrase it, huh? I think Disney, it's really weird because Saban will just sexualize like anything, a like a a character, right? Like like Diva Talks, I think was definitely the horniest Saban's been. Oh yeah, um, mm. but uh, Disney like. Their types of their type of horny is like cutting weird at camera angles <laughs> and making the dialogue sketchy. <laughs> like that, that's their sort of thing. Whereas like Saban will just like have this whole character. And just spoil it and say that uh uh ne- the next season RPM has some very anime camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> they really my god i thought they went hard in this season at times no not even close anyway 
Um. It's it's like the I mean the thing with like Disney and like the the parts where they get like kind of horny on Main, right? Is that like it sneaks it in there, right? Like like you know Saban, you know they're just like yo this character hot, and I go okay yeah I get it, right? And then like Disney, you know I'll just be watching a perfectly normal little bar fight scene, and then I'm like wait a minute, was that somebody's fetish? Is that somebody's <laughs> fetish? Did I did I, did I just meet the piss wizard and not know? Ah, fuck! <laughs> Is this also your same reaction to Zootopia? <laughs> to Zootopia? Oh. No, I mean, if y'all follow my Twitter, like, my reaction to Zootopia probably wasn't... Maybe it was the main spring reaction to Zootopia. Like, I don't know where that lands, but, like... Oh, man, am I learning something about myself through the power of Power Rangers? Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> so... Uh, while that's going on, <laughs> Camille goes to a cave and throws the life bracelet in, and Grizaka comes back to life and is very scary, but we don't see him uh, in this episode. They, they do we that just first see person this hint shot of him. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's definitely gonna just like kill and devour Camille or something, but she's like, wait. I'm gonna take you to Daishi. Does that sound good? And like barely manages to escape with her life. Yeah. Camille has to do a lot of just like act into the camera. And like I I gotta give props to this actress, because like just act into the camera as a as a dude that like does Twitch stuff sometimes and like occasionally like you know, this is boring, but I'm trying to have a good time anyway, and there's, like, a bunch of people in here, and I want them to have a good time. It's hard to do convincingly, so, like, you know, like, like they're putting in the work. I respect this actress for, like, that scene. It's pretty good. Yeah, we gave Camille a ton of props in our season review. We love her. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're two episodes deep in my experience so far. I'm like, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> I'm doing good. I hope mm-hmm. that that career has gone well, actually, you know, since filming. Yeah. The Rangers got to do a bunch of stuff, actually, because there's this Lips, werewolf punches. that they have to fight. And that scene is actually, oh. that fight scene is cool as shit. Uh, the wolf uh, version of RJ is on wires and just, like, clawing his way across the sides of buildings and then jumping down on you and all kinds of wild, just, so like, good. crazy stuff. They, so the thing about this scene, right, that, that, like, maybe people don't appreciate this, right, is they did not try to hide the wire foo for even a second right like you you can you can if, if you know anything about special effects like you're gonna spot it but they go so over the top through that vessel that you cannot help but just be hyped like there's a point where like there's barrels between this werewolf and the rangers right and the werewolf just goes through the barrels just like i don't care bam like juggernaut bitch like it's just the most amazing thing like crawling across the sides of trucks jumping off things doing wild flip throwing barrels over. like their box budget for the month was gone in that scene is amazing i love it so good <laughs> oh man i want to watch it again like Oh, it, yeah, it's a great fight. Um, so, so good. They're barely able to hold off this werewolf, and then almost immediately they have to fight Porcupungo. Um, like, like literally immediately, like the wolf goes, they turn around, and Porcupungo is like, "Hey, that's just the dudes I was looking for. Who wants to do a fight?" And the rangers are like, "Well, pants." 
Like, let's oh, do a fight, like, I guess. Oh my god, we're so <laughs> tired. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I um, just got thrown through so many boxes. How do we luckily, still get <laughs> Lily shows up. She's back to being nice and she's ready to fight. And they all fight Porky Pungo and they win. Because uh, that's what the Rangers do most of the time. Uh, also, the runtime is getting really long. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. up. We're yep, gonna try. So, uh, no, no, not this one. That one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the, they, they've crammed a lot, they've crammed a lot into this episode. But they managed to have one more incredible thing, which is at the very end of the episode, Fran puts on the leather jacket. And she and Lily have this very, like, amazing conversation about the leather jacket and what Lily was like when the poison was controlling her mind. And Fran's doing this imitation of her. And it's honestly like an incredibly funny scene. But then it gets even funnier because Theo and Casey come out of the kitchen. And Fran is in the mode of doing the impression of, of Mean Lily from earlier. And so she just turns to them and she goes, Oh, what? You think you're done? Is the pepperoni slice? Did you grate cheese for tomorrow? Did you clean the floors? What the fuck are you doing out here? Look like you're about to walk out the door. Like, and just lays into them. And they're like, Oh, uh, we're sorry, Fran. We're going to get... And they just take off. And Fran's like, Wait, wait, wait. I was just fucking with you. But like, they can't even hear her. They're already running back into the kitchen. And, and Fran and Lily just look at each other and they're like, we gotta keep this outfit. <laughs> Lily jumps in before Fran can like go after them too, and Lily's just like, "No, no, no! Let the let boys a, work. Let, let, <laughs> let the boys do some. Let these dudes rock, motherfuckers. Work in the kitchen for an extra hour, and we're gonna go fucking get ice cream and whiskey oh shots or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Such a good scene, like. <laughs> Oh man, this this episode has so many good moments. Like the choreography is great, the fights are cool, the character development is interesting. Like the 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 subplot is like pretty all right. Like, they fight three different monsters, and they really at? adequately tie together the themes of Daishi and his crew are like, dang, we're not powerful enough, and their monster, their first monster gets dunked in like seven minutes. Immediately. Like, all the themes tie together, and that monster dunking that's too easy helps to make the rangers more cocky, like I was saying. It's all like, it, it really is very, like, smart. The villains get their ankles broke in the first hour of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, for a more uh, serious best episode that was also really good. Mm -hmm. um, one last second chance is the 25th episode. This is towards the end of the season. And this episode represents a big turning point for the season in many ways and also uh, towards like the final arc basically like this sort of sets up a lot of the final stuff and it's also there's a lot on the line here the stakes are high and um the emotions run high there's some drama it's even like it's a little shakespearean because the drama is heightened by sort of a lack of information and that sort of thing, where people are sort of telling you things that aren't quite true. And maybe they don't even know what the truth is. It's all very complicated. So let's get into the meat of it. Basically, uh, RJ is redesigning the claw cannon 
to work in a different way than normal. So the claw cannon normally is powered by the spirits of the rangers using it. But he has this plan to power it with the animal spirits of the ancient masters who are being forced to be the, the spirit rangers. And the spirit rangers, just to remind anybody who's a little lost, are just kicking the power rangers' asses so hard to the point where, like, the first time they fight them, you think the rangers might, like, die. <laughs> 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 like, uh, it's like when uh, Batman gets his spine broken by Bane. And you're just like, damn, does this man ever get up again? <laughs> like, what happens now? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's the kind of level that they've been on. So they need something really powerful. And this reverse claw cannon might be the ticket, but it could destroy their opponent's spirit completely. And they don't really know what that means. Author's and note, it's not good. It's not good, and RJ is concerned about the possible consequences, but he also doesn't know what else to do. So, in the meantime, Daishi is wrestling with Jared more visibly. Like, the two halves of this villain are starting to really show. And the Phantom Generals are starting to notice this, and it's making them angry. So, Daishi is supposed to be, you know, being tough on these ancient masters, but he's clearly being slightly lenient on them. And the Phantom Generals keep being like, you still have attachment from your Pai Shua days and your, like, your human part of you. And Daishi is like, nah, it's fine. I'm just being practical. And it's, he's like clearly like covering in that way when like you're talking to your boss and you've messed up and you can't admit it. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that it's got big Kylo Ren energy, but it's way better written. Like, it's, yes, I genuinely would recommend this series. <laughs> it's, it's, this based on these three apps I've seen. This is a good one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> the tensions are kind of getting high with that stuff. And Daishi is clearly wrestling with himself and what he wants and, you know, who he really is. Is he Daishi or is he Jared? Is Jared still in there? Which is a wild question considering how far we've come. But at the same time, it seems like that little bit of Jared does remain. The rangers battle with the spirit rangers again. And they, they use the modified claw cannon. And it works. Real but good. also, they use right. it on the shark ranger, Master Finn, RJ's dad. And Camille shows up right away to tell them, hey... You guys killed Master Finn. Yeah, it's it's got that same. Uh, if if anybody's ever, <laughs> yeah, if anybody's <laughs> ever seen that like picture of the dude like full body slamming in with his finger raised, right, like to say something inflammatory to somebody, right? It's got that energy, right? Like they 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 dust this guy, absolute powder, smoke everywhere. Like the effects budget like took a huge hit right here, right? And immediately, Camille just like falls out of the woods. She's like. <laughs> it's so good but also it definitely drives the next few scenes because like yo got him Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah even i was like the way the way these episodes were progressing to this point i didn't even know how like they would pull this out of their ass i didn't want them to i never want them to like i I, I, I've, i've constantly got that like Come on, Power Rangers. Come on, Disney. 
kill a guy just to see they how it feels. Did, they actually did <laughs> not pull every punch this season. This was a rare exception. Ooh. Yeah, there there is some. Uh, basically, instead of kill, they say destroy. And oh, a yeah. lot of people do get destroyed in this season to not come back. Yeah, you know, and won't someone think of the putties? I've mentioned <laughs> this before, but like Master Mao at the end of um, the season, they kind of do this thing where it looks like maybe he's coming back to life with like this sparkly stuff, but actually it's like his soul is just free from like the trap of this horrible thing that they've been dealing with. And he's actually just still dead. Like they lost their original master and he's gone. And oh. so they don't they don't pull every punch this season. But they do make sure to make to show you that they did go to heaven actually. Very good. Which is great because in Mystic Force they literally at the end were like, "Actually, we brought back everyone." Do you remember this dude from episode 3? No, we brought him back to life. Western <laughs> audience, we've read your western comics and we know how this works. Superman's back, baby. Yeah. No, just, just just get him. It was like when Dragon Ball Z brings everyone <laughs> back with the Dragon Wish, and you're just like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yep, thanks man, thanks okay. for reminding me about that. Can I take a minute to, like, go to the bathroom <laughs> and scream, like, really loud? <laughs> the crazy gotta, thing about Daishi's character is that, like, he kind of, it is a shonen. Like, the, the, the show is a shonen. I repeatedly say that because it is true. Um, it's good. It's a good shonen, though. It is. Daishi doesn't really commit genocide. He's more of like the Cell character. If like, what if Cell turned good in a way towards the end? But um, mm. I think that whole conflict is great because you could still sort of root for <laughs> Daishi slash Jared without like being like, oh, this person like actively committed genocide even when they were supposed to be quote unquote helping. Yeah, I I, yeah. I definitely really like it when a villain has that like heel turn eventually, right? But they gotta like work up to it. Uh, I need to watch the very end of it, but like, uh, the new Shira was doing that for me back when I was watching that. I gotta catch mm -hmm. the last season, but like, you know, like like no nobody's you know war crimes, uh, you know, ah, water under the bridge, right? Lives, <laughs> families, entire cities, like. Nah, it doesn't seem like Jared or, you know, Daishi's got sort of that energy going on throughout well, the Well, and also, I mean, Jared, like, yes, he's... he. It actually works well because it's one of those things where it's like, Jared was legitimately being manipulated by this evil entity, Daishi. But he was also a jerk, and, like, he felt, he felt, like, complicit in a lot of the stuff because, like, he wasn't really, like, fighting it. At first, especially. And, like... So he kind of like comes to terms with that really well, where he's like, it, he's he's not just like I was just following orders, you know, <laughs> or something like that, but is instead like, you know, damn, like I really I was overly complicit in all this stuff, and it doesn't matter if Daishi was the true evil one. I you know, I helped cause great evil, and I have to like yeah. reckon with that. There's um, one part, like, we were watching the show together, and there's one quote from you that I think was pretty fun, which was, I think I want Daishi to win. What are the Rangers going to do? Keep the status quo of capitalism going? <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy turned very accelerationist very quickly. <laughs> uh, but I need a Jared Joker... edit, but his cloak is a Hawaiian shirt. Like, come on. <laughs> I know there's an illustrator out there. Instead of Joker-fied, I'm Jared-fied. 
Like, honestly, though, that is, like, Jared's problem, right? Like, when we look back at his childhood, he was, like, kind of poor, and his parents weren't around and stuff. Like, he was a victim of capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's why he's willing to align with Daishi. Which is a lesson about how, you know, sometimes when people are very desperate and want to project a system that has worked against them, they will accept a bad uh, way out of that system. Uh, cough, cough. This is the problem with modern Republicans. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. So Di- Jared does eventually be like, damn, I got to stop voting Republican. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe I voted for Donald Trump and now I have to live that down. I can't believe I shared an office with Ted Cruz. Ugh. <laughs> Cancun? What was I thinking? So uh, RJ has to grapple with the fact that he possibly killed his father. And in Oops. fact, like as far as he knows, he has. Uh, and uh, Lily tries to comfort him in particular, um, and she's somewhat effective at it, which actually, I will say this is like a slight credit to Lily, is like she gains a lot of wisdom over the season, and like we've reached the point now where Lily is uh, going to get her master's stripe soon, spoiler, and uh, uh, like in this moment, you can kind of see that interaction of like she's reaching the level of master in the way that she's talking to RJ. Um, uh, this, this is kind of a deeper thing that I did want to touch on like a little bit. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of folks when they're learning something that are really focused on like the mechanical skills of doing it, right? And these are these are the same people that like ask like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. Why do I have to take a, a poetry course? This isn't going to help me build buildings, right? And like, this is exactly, the scene is for you. Right. This this is the moment where somebody realizes that maybe their soft skills can help their hard skills, like do a better job at stuff. And this also, sometimes includes consoling sad coworkers. So, you know, there you go. Also, Lily does some leftist theory here and reminds RJ that the lessons of the past inform the future. Whoa. And RJ's like, hmm. And he starts to think about that. He starts <clears> to, to think dialectically. Yeah, he said, what, what are the material uh, conditions of this situation that I'm in? How can I change them? Um, so, oh, uh, being a ranger just isn't about whooping ass? Oh, hang on. <laughs> wow, cool robot. So Master Finn is not dead. He was trapped in the Crystal Eye in the same way that the Phantom Generals were cra- trapped in the Crystal Eyes before this. And they were trapped in the, in the Crystal, crystal Eyes. <laughs> They were trapped in the crystallized for 10,000 years um, since the Rita, the original Rita era. Being trapped in that crystal eye can be hard to get out of. <laughs> the Phantom General is like, haha, the starlight that they needed to get uh, Master Finn out, that passed a couple nights ago um, when Camille got us out. Or, sorry, when Jellica got us out. Now he's stuck in the eye for who knows how long. Go throw this stupid shit into the ocean. Um, <laughs> like my car batteries. But Flit, Flit intercepts the crystal eye because Flit is having a change of heart because of his whole thing that I'm not going to get into. You remember from the season review, we talked about it. 
But uh, Flit's RJ having a bit Flit of change of heart. Kind of sort of friends now. And yeah, RJ and oh. Flit are kind of sort of friends because RJ understands that Flit is a cursed martial artist. He's, you know, just dealing with a whole curse situation. You got a whole thing and, going on. Everybody's got a complex life. Like you gotta, you gotta, you know, give that a little bit of leeway sometimes. So Flit brings RJ the crystal eye, and RJ's slightly surprised by this, but Flit's like, "Listen, we're homies now. I had to have your back this time. One day this will all work out, basically." And takes off. Today you, tomorrow me. So RJ's got the crystal eye with his dad in it, but. He doesn't know how to get his dad out. And he's like, damn, what am I going to do? And he's thinking back to this, like, spiritual shit his dad said to him in a vision. And, like, all this stuff. And the, the, the advice Lily gave him. It's a good him. scene. It's actually, no, it's all really good. Actually. Yeah, yeah, like, I like this bit. And he remembers his dad caught some of that starlight in his, like, magical telescope. Which, by the way, is cool as shit. I love the magical telescope just as a, a, a <laughs> an item that exists. Yeah. So he takes the crystal eye back and opens the telescope and sure enough it frees his dad and his dad's like yes you did it you figured it out i'm so proud of you which is of course really big because master finn has very rarely been nice to rj this entire season so it's like he wouldn't when he's like son you did it and hugging him it's like damn that actually hits yeah yeah RJ has to make another really hard choice, which is that he knows the Rangers are getting their asses kicked by the remaining Spirit Rangers and uh, one of the Phantom Generals and Camille just all working together and just dunking the Rangers. And he wants to go help, but his dad's like, listen, you have to trust that they can hold out a little while longer. You and I need to go save the other two masters. I can get us there now. Because I was just there. Like a minute ago. And he has to make the choice to go with his dad. And the Rangers have to hold out, not knowing exactly what's going on or what's going to happen or how long they're holding out for. And they're getting dunked a lot. Have to like they so the 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 Rangers that are getting dunked are like RJ we're getting dunked pretty bad over the like voice communicators right and they cut away from this decision they're making and, like RJ absolutely could have just been like yo uh, I'm gonna roll up with Du Bois in like five you think you can just like you know hold tight for like a minute like that exchange could just happen like they did not need to be surprised <laughs> by this there's yes. zero need for that this whole thing could have been a plan I do, I do agree. Um... <laughs> It's so, to make it uh, more dramatic. I know, but like, it, you gotta set your show in either the 70s or 80s. Like, p- post 90s, yo, we got SMS messages, y'all. Like, <laughs> think the Rangers don't can't just send a text from their butt cheeks or whatever. Like, they've got martial arts kung fu that lets them fly through the air. You think they can't just, like, you know, slide into the, each other's DMs a little bit and be like, yo, don't die. Be there in a minute. BRB, JK, LU lots or something like that. <laughs> like,. Come on. But yeah, no, the, the stakes are very high and like, you know, it's, it gets intense. <laughs> it's really cool. The next scenes are really great. I liked it. <laughs> so uh, RJ and Master Foon show up to break out the other ancient masters and Daishi is there and he's ready to fight. And RJ Daishi. and Daishi oh. fucking go at it. 
Oh, it's RJ's so good. Like, RJ is just in full Ultra Instinct Shaggy mode. He's angry. It's He's so just good. ready to dunk. He thought his dad died earlier today. And now he knows that that's not the case, but he's still just as mad as if it had happened. Um, and it ends up the fight when RJ releases his wolf spirit. It's so strong that it starts to destroy part of the temple. And that's how ultimately they're able to get away with everybody. And get away with everybody turns very cool very quickly because the oh, yeah. Rangers get not yeah. just a little help, but a lot of help. RJ and the Spirit Rangers show up to help. The Spirit Rangers are now on the side of good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the engine masters are just getting it. And it's so fun because, like, it's like these, like, tiny, young, fit stunt actors in the suits. And then it's, like, the same old man voices. <laughs> like... I'm Master Fan. <laughs> I think that near the end of it, I said, my favorite is Fat Neo. <laughs> like, these actors and their stunt doubles do not look the same. Yeah, I, I really like Master Swoop through the Bat Ranger. Now, uh, I will say in this case, it is justified because the Spirit Rangers are literally not their bodies, and that is still the case. Even in this scene, they don't explain that yet, but they do explain it a little later. It 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 did kind, kind of, of feel they don't like fully explain. they half explain it. Look, so I watched like, Power Rangers Turbo, where every time the Blue Ranger transformed, they had to go from being like an eight-year-old boy to being like a twenty-two-year-old kung fu martial artist. Like whatever, old guy can do martial. Yeah, all right, I get. It. Yeah, I'm covered this already. <laughs> I think the implications for the lore is pretty interesting here because uh, basically in this one they are there and they do morph. Um, so it just means that, like, they become optimal versions of their bodies. Well, actually, we don't know if when they there. suit up. God, imagine, like, just having such a visceral knowledge of when you peaked them. It feels like they are probably there, but that's <laughs> just an implication. When they get back to the loft, that's where the ancient masters are just, like, hanging out. And they might just be controlling the spirit rangers from there. They don't clarify. They, I think they say that you can do the spirit ranger technique and summon like us essentially that's what i got out of it that's no, how they, they, they literally it. summon it they literally summon uh they literally have both versions of themselves at the end remember i think I'm... ultimately though i think uh the theory that the rangers morph into like a peak version of themselves yeah uh is that, probably yeah. what holds true uh just because like when the rangers come back and as we know Tommy. <laughs> yeah. I am or not so Tommy, excited. uh Jason. Uh well both Tommy and Jason mm -hmm. uh, end up going into sleeker, slimmer versions of themselves or their IRL counterparts whenever <laughs> they morph. So, so this, I, this I would happened. assume that I would assume the peak uh the peak <laughs> uh, visage of your physical form is what enters <clears throat> that ranger body through the grid. But only for a limited amount of time. I, I'm vibrating out of my skin here because this exact kind of exchange between you two is when the comments like explode and I cannot wait to read through some of them because like <laughs> there's gonna be some guy who is like read everything and is gonna like drop some hot takes on us like I'm so excited for that to happen. Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I um, so, uh, we've, we've gotten so, some fan mail. <laughs> so yeah. nine, so nine Power Rangers 
just whoop the ass of the remaining monsters, which at this point is just a Phantom General and Camille, and they have no chance. Assectomies, just removed, gone, forever. so much dunking. So (laughs) much dunking. The action sequences are so good here. Really good action sequences. Everyone gets their little moment to show off the things that they do, etc. It's all really fun. The Spirit Rangers get final moves, something Mm -hmm. that normally doesn't happen. They're oh, just like so good. they drop like eighteen raw supers on one monster that was dead <laughs> after like the third super. <laughs> just, just everybody uses all their meter, and it's great. Like, <laughs> you can only faultless defend if you have meter, and they're out. <laughs> it's so good. It's like one of those things where it's like the the opponent is still like technically like you can keep hitting them until they like <laughs> touch the ground or something you know and like, like, like... <laughs> <laughs> so God. all the uh, satisfaction the end, of watching um, Nago go into blood rage and then use it <laughs> uh, it ends with uh, uh the rangers meeting up with the masters and everyone having like a nice reunion where they're glad that the masters are safe and sound and they also like again this is like the typical like late season episode where the rangers start to turn the tide like you that scene with them in the loft like they're like all right we can win this (laughs) like that's the vibe of that final celebration for sure it also Um, ups daishi's like uh it, it ups the stakes for Daishi as well. Because Daishi is just like, well, now they have the spirit rangers too. Well, so and everything what? everything Dang. that has happened this episode, um, also, it's starting to really increase the tension between Daishi and the Phantom Generals. Because Daishi feels like the Phantom Generals are kind of failing him and not really, like, that awesome. And the whole thing, I mean, especially I'll say this for your sake, Wobbly, like you saw those other mentors that he had. The Phantom Generals come even after that. Like he gets another set of like people that are supposed to be helping him get strong and like the masters come on down to Carl Carlton's master shop. But we got the discount masters. We got all kinds. We got Kung Fu masters. We got spiritual masters. We got masters by the four pack. It's like a Costco up in here. Come take some of my masters. Like- <laughs> uh, so Daishi is starting to like have his doubts with the Phantom Beast Generals. The Phantom Beast Generals are starting to doubt Daishi's commitment. And this really gets exemplified in this a final scene where Camille's like, hey, you think I could get some of that Rinzen power y'all have? It's so dope. I love that Rinzen power. And the Phantom Generals are like, a chameleon with Rinzen power? Ah! <laughs> 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 so that's a no, right? The oh, final no. thing about- here oh, okay. that's very relevant and like sets up some very cool plots that are coming after this is Daishi looks at the white tiger general and is like, you know, you've got tiger energy, just like the red ranger. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder. Oh, I don't, I don't, can you film? I'm, I wonder what we're um, going to do with you, Weiger. Yeah, his name's Weiger. <laughs> oh, oh goodness gracious. All right, let, let's head right into the reviews because I kind of got quite a bit to say. I could start. So I think 
the worst episode's probably like it's not the like absolute like worst. It's not like a zero. It's like a like a two, a three, maybe. I don't know. There's not really much to enjoy about this episode. I don't like it. Um, it's not good. Uh, the exploitative nature of the labor stuff, I think, sucks a lot. Uh, the Mr. Miyagi stuff, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I never once was interested in Karate Kid or nah. any of that stuff, and I thought that the wax on, wax off shit is, like, played out, and I was a kid when I thought about that. So, like, Ooh. seeing that trope in Jungle Karma Pizza is just, like, that, that trope sucks. Uh, so it's like a two or a three. So I would probably lean more towards two. The Lily episode I thought was a great Lily episode. It's not my pick for favorite episode of Lily's. Uh, I think Lily has a better episode later on, but I can see why Kennedy thinks that this is like one of the best episodes for sure. Also, like it's fun having that pizza style episode every season. Uh, and in this case, this being the, the, uh, the episode to do it where things just go super goofy and weirdly horny out of nowhere is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's just a fun time for everyone involved, right? Mm -hmm. For the kids, Absolutely. for the parents. <laughs> it's, it's always hilarious. Uh, that like, so, moment yeah. where you wonder how smart your kids really are. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the episode 25, uh, One Last Second Chance, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. That one's a 10. Uh, I think that that kind of set a sort of new bar for like the tippy top of action sequences in Power Rangers. Like oh, that last sure. fight with all eight oh. Rangers was fantastic all around. And th they've done that stuff before in like Zio um, and a couple other seasons, I believe. But I think this one was the absolute best. It kind of felt like uh, remember when we used to get really impressed with like Power Rangers SPD action sequences. And then yeah. they'd like kill the momentum by like adding too many explosions or something. This yeah. kind of felt like that, except it was more kung fu oriented. So it was shit like it was shit to get pog about because you can actually do martial <laughs> arts in real life, right? So it's not just like I'm shooting my blasters and it's going slow mo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's yeah. always weak when they got to rely on that stuff. Uh, there's there's definitely like a shift uh, between the two episodes too, where like the special effects just got better. Uh, I don't think we touched on it at all, but like the suits have like those jets on them, so like sometimes like a ranger will just like jump into the air and like their right side will just explode and just like they'll do like an even cooler spin kick. And it's like yes, yes, combine the effects with the kung, yeah, put those yeah, together like Legos. <laughs> It's really interesting that you mentioned that, Wobbly, because uh, when they first introduced the thrusters, they weren't good with the thrusters. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the episode now. They, they did, like, they didn't really address it in the episode, but you could kind of tell they're like, <laughs> we don't really know how to use the thrusters quite yet, but in this one, they <laughs> use it to great effect. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the effects team, too. Like, early, or, like the, the earlier episode that I saw, right, like, the effects are, like, really crisp. Like, I can make out, like, every particle effect or, like, whatever. And, like, by the end of it, like, those thrusters go off. The screen is just, like, all bloom. Like, these things are so powerful. Just, like, kicking people. It's so cool. Like, oh, man, you guys really figured it out, effects team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, 
it it's really hard to get pugged about action sequences again after uh oh after yeah like I'm so spoiled. it's great stuff oh man like and the the werewolf scene like oh man oh dang <laughs> sorry i'm still going wild about that <laughs> anyway please continue i interrupted you Nah, we're good. Uh, yeah, I think that's my review for the three se- for the three episodes. Uh, don't don't let my scores kind of detract you from the season. Uh, I've mentioned in the season review that like there's a lot of contenders for best episode. Yeah. In, in in these in this season, we all have our like personal picks and and all that other jazz. Kennedy, did you want to go next? Yeah, I keep it easy. Um, episode three is a three. It's appropriately <laughs> numbered. Um, <laughs> The best scene in it is when Camille kicks Casey's ass. That scene is cool. And that's like yeah. the only really great scene in the episode. Yeah. Um, episode 15 is a 10, and episode 25 is a 10. They're great episodes. They have faults, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of them because sometimes the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, I, I got to... Like... like... I'm always bad about numbering things. Like I always forget to write this down ahead of time. But like I feel like the the first one that I watched the uh, the 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 one where they're still dunking on Fran and Fran doesn't know anything, right? I feel like that one's like a five for me, right? The effects were pretty good. I enjoyed a lot of the choreography, like the things that weren't the plot and the characters you're invested in. Eh, they're well done. Like I'll give them credit on that. But like the lesson in there, right? The one of like everything you do is as wasted as you let it be. You know, like, okay, maybe you're scrubbing floor, but, like, there's gotta be something you can take away from that. Like, you, you please apply yourself to your day-to-day life. Don't just be a bystander in your own story, right? Like, okay, I like that one. Like, please, you know, we could do this better, but, like, I tried. Uh, the second one, where, like, Lily is bad, oh, it's got some great jokes in it. I didn't need the context of the rest of the season to, like, understand it. Uh, that one's like a solid eight to me. Would be a ten if they let Fran be a ranger for an episode. Like, yeah, honestly, it would definitely gotta, be a ten in my books too. If if they let Fran right? be a ranger, like like like, I cannot give it full marks because they never let Fran be like the heroine. Like not yeah. once. Like and they, and they set it up and they took it away from me. They're just right in the garbage. Not mad See, whereas for me, I can still <laughs> give the episode a 10, but it would have been like an 11. Yeah, it would have yeah. probably so bumped it to like a 12. Yeah, oh, it, it was been so, so good. Good. It would have been a scale breaker at that point for sure. And then the last one where they like bring everybody together, like it's got it's got like the cool plot contrivance and like device where they like bring back the dad. It's got like all arranged together, just like whooping a like all the time, like and and they don't mince about this, right? Like they don't. They have, like, their reunion scene, and they have the fight where, like, JR gets to be, or RJ gets to be really cool and, like, fight Daishi one-on-one, like, summons their stand, and they're like, oh, shoot, we're in that JoJo arc, and, like, have to, like, get, <laughs> get out of there. And, like, then, like, there's there's no, like, suit-up thing. They don't, like, play the, the power-up thing for every Like, they just show up, and everybody on the bad side is like, oh, today just went to, now it's a bat. Oh. All right, let's go! <laughs> They do not mince. It's just a lot of a lot of ass beating in that last five minutes. So good. Uh, I give that one another eight. Uh, because seriously, like, come on, maybe the Rangers by this point of the season should be like coordinating their cool, complicated plans as opposed to just like going off to the enemy's fortress, not telling anybody about it. It's gonna have a fun time. So you know, a couple of eights. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Stuff that I wanted. Me. <laughs> 
I will say the the critique about the conversations not being intelligent enough uh, portrayed on screen from episode three, that specific critique goes away by the end because they start yeah. actually having like really deep intellectual conversations yeah. about like moral philosophy and all this <laughs> other shit. And you're like, wait, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> they get to the Gundam war is they bad actually to, part. <laughs> they had to go there with it. Yeah. You know, they had to actually go all the way, not uh, you know. They didn't back down yeah. for sure. But yeah, honestly wobbly, I think this is the season for you cuz this is a you you and I enjoy like some trashy shonen already. Oh yeah, so like, much. This is like primo shit. <laughs> uh, I, I actually wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, I was gonna do it off air, but like we're close enough to the end. Like I want to distract you guys for like a little bit and like drag you guys into some like because like you guys remember the like collect them all like anime thing. You know we had like Card Captor, you know Metabots, Digimon, like not Pokemon specifically. Like everyone's done a Pokemon podcast, now I don't even like it, right? But like it'd be really fun to like go in and just like do a gotta catch them all like sub series, like just try like a season or something. Like you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty interesting. Um, there is a Digimon Toku season. Uh, I don't know how willing I am to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you guys want to get into some obscure toku too like i have a i have a guy uh who is super into some kamen rider and like zabat uh which that's a show we gotta watch together grab like at least you and me like kennedy like i think you would also like it but it's like some old jank 1960s 1970s toku and it's so glorious <laughs> <laughs> like you guys I think, know the I think I have something in mind to bring you on the next time I have you on. Uh because I've definitely got some some 1970s jank on the platter. It's just more on the end of the platter. Oh, is it Spider-Man? <laughs> is it is it 1960s Japanese Spider-Man? Because I will watch that. Like we don't even need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the God. most I will tell you is that it is very bloody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for whatever. Like, hanging out with you guys. All right. Well, Wobbly, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me usually on twitch.tv slash wobblypython. I am a VTuber. I am everybody's favorite talking cartoon snake on the internet, of which there's like one, and it's me. I'm that guy. But also, you can find me a lot at twitter.com slash wobblypython, because you know what? I live in infernal heat, and I have a soul-draining day job, and I just have not been able to do streams lately. So, like... Art, streams, like, good vibes, encouragement to, like, be yourself. Like, if those are things you want, just come find me and, like, we'll talk about it. We'll have a we'll have a good time. You know, we'll learn some lessons from maybe the stuff that we consume as opposed to just mindlessly consuming it for $12 a month thanks to HBO whatever it is at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Come hit me. Or don't. All no, right. Don't hit me. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Wobbly, for coming on. And we'll see you guys next time Please. on the next Sentai Truther Club. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.